Hello, everybody. Welcome to Targeting Winners, episode 29. 29. We're going into week, uh, what is it, 11 here now? 10, 11? 11. It's going by too fast, my man. Too fast. I know. So like I waited like three years for this season to get here, and now it's uh, like two weeks have passed since the start of the season. It's almost over. It's right. unacceptable. Ah, well, a lot of uh, earth-shattering changes in the CFP rankings here for the playoff, don't you think? Yeah, it looks like the top eight stayed the same. Exactly uh, the same. I don't know if you thought anything sh- was going to change or should have changed. Um, I guess the gap between Ohio State and Georgia <coughs> was uh, pretty significant last week. So that Ohio State came out kind of sluggish against Rutgers, uh, while Georgia actually took care of, of a ranked team. Uh, so I'm guessing that may have closed the gap uh, between those two, but not enough to flip them. Um, and I'm surprised, like, somehow, but like four or five and six, it wouldn't have surprised me, uh, if they had switched them around somehow. Um, but I think that the head to head thing is, is one, their main criteria because Oregon's been playing a lot better, uh, than Washington in the last three weeks. But then again, Washington beat Oregon, you know, same thing with Texas and Alabama, Alabama's been, been playing really well, but. They still sit a spot behind Texas to that head to head. So, um, yep. yeah, I'm curious to see how the last three weeks go. But yeah, not not surprised. But I would have been surprised either if if a couple of those teams had, had flop spots. No, um, I'm. I think you know. I've like I said last week. I think if we're setting it up for you know Washington's going to play Oregon, Michigan's going to play Ohio State, and every time those lose, Alabama's going to move up a little bit more, and then in a final fu to the public the committee's going to put alabama in they'll be they'll be number four something else is going to happen there's going to be there's going to be some kind of upset somewhere hopefully it's not florida state (laughs) listen here's what's going to happen florida state is going to need to go unbeaten because every week their schedule looks worse and worse i mean lsu's a three loss team clemson's a four loss team they better hope louisville keeps rolling so when they beat them in the acc championship game they can say hey you know at least we've got one solid win here because if they're unbeaten, you can't kick them out. Um, I mean, Bama's probably still losing to Georgia. I mean, their quarterback still can't throw the ball worth a damn. So, even though they might get, they'll play that extra game, uh, you know, in the conference championship, they're still going to be a two loss team. And if Ohio State or Michigan is undefeated, which is very possible, Georgia could be undefeated, Florida State could be undefeated. If Washington and Oregon meet again, even if Oregon wins, they're going. And if Oregon and Washington both go 12-1 and one with their losses to each other, you know, you're not going to put Alabama in above the two of them. I mean, you're going to probably just break down a schedule. That's going to be your fourth team. So, uh, it, it's – it's. I mean, and if Texas wins out, there's no way Alabama's hopping over them because Texas already beat them in Alabama. So, uh, I think you're, you're just – you're a little bit uh, Bama paranoid there, buddy. Don't worry. I don't uh, think they're I getting just... in. I just think the committee is that stupid. That's no, <laughs> no, they're they're yeah, not that stupid. If they stick to their criteria and keep head to head as the main thing that they're looking at, which obviously with Texas still ahead of Bama and Washington still ahead of Oregon, you know what? Texas can just win out. I mean, let's face it. As much as I would love to see the Oklahoma State Cowboys <laughs> get oh, there to yeah. play Texas in the title game. Oklahoma State is not beating the Texas Longhorns. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. So, but what if they uh, did? Then 
we're going to be really happy. But, yes, uh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, despite all that, uh, the, the Alabama still got uh, some. And you know what? I believe the Southeast Conference, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the only conference that plays like eight conference games as far as the, the Power Five conferences go. I think every other conference plays nine. You know, so I if Bama's so. going to sit there and complain about, oh, well, we, uh, we only have one loss to Texas, blah, blah, blah. We played Georgia tough. You know what? You know who their big matchup is next week? Tennessee Chattanooga, you know, at Bama. They couldn't even manage to travel to Tennessee Chattanooga. They decided to bring them to Bama. So don't, you know, so when Saban starts whining, uh, you know, a week before they make the final four selections and he's like, well, we did this, we did that. Okay, you lost at home to a ranked team. And, you know, you didn't schedule that extra conference game. You know, schedule somebody else. Do you really need – what's Tennessee Chattanooga with two weeks ago in the regular season going to prove to anybody? I mean, you've yeah. already struggled against South Florida. I mean, what was that, like 17 to 10 or something like that? I mean, they were, they were losing to South Florida for crying out loud. You, you know, you can't tell me Bama's going to earn a spot over a one-loss anybody at this point. Well, we'll see, but they – I don't know. Is Condoleezza Rice still on that committee? I don't believe so. They change God, every three not. years. Do they? Because they, yeah, I think somebody they swap out the people there. every three years. I don't know. Maybe Cher will be on it now or something. <laughs> I applied. I'm going on. That we should be on it. Maybe. I don't know. Did they mention if they when they go to this twelve team, is there going to be any automatic bid? Like you win your conference, you're in. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but I believe like Tulane would actually be the 12 seed, even though they're like 23rd in the polls, uh, just because of, you know, I I don't know. I I didn't look at the whole wording. I figured I'd worry about that next year. Uh, But somehow in all these 12 team brackets that I see, uh, Tulane is actually in as the 12 seed. And I'm not sure uh, the specifics of why. I'd like to see something like that. I mean, I hate to see a team win their conference. Yeah, we're not going to put you in. You know, yeah, like I said, there's enough going on this year with uh, transfer portal and NIL and all this crazy stuff. I, you know, I'll worry about all that, you know, next year when it happens because I'm sure we'll hear nothing about as soon as the rankings come out this time next year. Oh, god, everybody's gonna be complaining about 13th and 14th instead of who's 7th or 8th. So, right. That was the one thing I remember Bobby Bowden when they were talking about the, the playoffs and all that. They want to be better. You know, you get the top four teams, and he always says, well, once you get one and two, who cares about three and four? Right. <laughs> so. Well, now I don't know how many people are going to care about 11 or 12, but I, I think it'll be good for the sport. And, you know, we'll do it's be one last year for everybody complaining, and then, uh, you know, whoever finishes 13th and is left out of next year's. Yeah, but chances are there'll be a two-loss team. One of those losses will be a bad loss. So I think in the long run it'll actually, you know, those teams that don't make it probably won't have too much to complain about, but we'll see. Listen, there will be complainers. Be <laughs> oh, 20, absolutely. You know, right now, whoever's ranked 26 is complaining they're not in the polls or whatever. As long as James Madison gets in, I don't really care. They Put should. They the applied Dukes. today for uh, well, the NCAA to get their head out of their ass and well, win a bowl game. We all know that's not going to happen, but they certainly deserve it. They've been, uh, well, like 17-3 and three the last two years. I mean, they've yeah. been ranked this year and last year. I mean, it's like, yeah, they, they gotta, deserve it, man. They made it two years. They got to sit out. Yeah, That's, this is their second year. I've heard some people sense. say, well, if they were six and three, they wouldn't be applying. Well, you know what? <laughs> they're not six and three. They're yeah, nine they're and oh. They're nine and oh. 
they deserve it, man. And this is the second year running where they've had an awesome season. So they would have been the Sun Belt representative in the conference championship game last year mm-hmm. against whoever ended up going from the other side. But yeah, they deserve it, man. But you know, relying on the NCAA to do the right thing and uh, uh. yeah, y'all know how that's gonna go. All right, Dan, where are you going first? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, I'm going with Arkansas. Uh, minus two and a half over Auburn. Uh, you know, one of the things I like to do when I when we start to prep for the season is kind of look at some of the coordinator changes, and especially these ones that take place middle of the year when a team is kind of struggling to see, you know, is there any positive effect of the change? So Iowa changed theirs. Obviously, that's not working. Uh, Indiana changed theirs. Uh, Colorado demoted theirs and they had a terrible performance uh, against Oregon State. But the one that actually has worked uh, is down in Arkansas, where Kenny Guyton, <clears throat> who used to coach the wide receivers, promoted to OC. They got rid of Dan Enos. Arkansas comes out after their bye week, puts up 39 on Florida. Now, I get it. Florida's not the 85 Bears. But from what I read uh, online from one of those Southeast newspaper sports sections uh he took out about a third of the playbook instead of a scheme that this other guy was running he actually developed some plays that cater to the strengths of his skill players so i know it's only one week but you know they scored three points their last game now they had 39 so obviously this is headed in the right direction auburn still running with peyton thorne at quarterback and and we all know how uh, inefficient he can be i'll take kj jefferson over him any day uh, I just think Arkansas is on to something. I know they're only a three-win team, but they lost at LSU by three, at Mississippi by seven, and at Alabama by three. So this is not a terrible team. They've been pretty competitive. So only it's laying two and a half at home. Well, it might be a little too late. I, I don't know if they're going to win the last three to get to a bowl game. Uh, two of the games are winnable. I think this is one of them. Uh, I would play this up to three. Uh, some books have three. Uh, thankfully, BetMGM was offering two and a half. So my first play will be Arkansas laying the two and a half at home over Auburn. Nice. Uh, my first pick is going to go back to that college football playoff ranking, whatever. And uh, one team that I think they have very low, way too low, that I think is better. They're hitting on all cylinders, Louisville. So tomorrow night, Louisville is hosting the University of Virginia on a Thursday night. Obviously, in Louisville, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen on a normal day, on a Saturday noon game, the Louisville crowd is pretty, um, uh, shall we say, uh, crazy. Well, they make Jack Daniels there, so that stands to reason. Well, yeah. And um, factor in a Thursday night, they're going to be extra crazy. It's going to be like a lot of Jack Daniels and Red Bull. Uh, it's going to be, and not even that, uh, this offense um, is a lot better than I think people give it credit for. I posted on the Facebook group uh, earlier, I believe yesterday, uh, Jamari Thrash. Um, he's going to be something special. Uh, he's a touchdown. He gets, he's got the majority of the team's touchdowns. He's Plummer's favorite target. He is a problem. And, uh, you know, and Jordan at running back. I mean, that's their big three. They don't really spread it around too much after that. They have some other good receivers. Um, you know, and they have a couple other good, uh, they have Turner and Brown backing up Jordan um up there at louisville uh but it's mostly like those three are like as they go so does the offense i think the offense is great uh their defense is better than advertised um i think it's a high power team this team is starting to scare me when it comes to acc championship time um 
I'm thinking I would much rather play Georgia Tech where Georgia Tech had that one. They messed up one game earlier in the season. They got a gift from Miami, which was awesome and fun to watch. But uh, I'm going to take uh, Louisville. They're giving 20 and a half. It's a big number, but it's a Thursday night. It's crazy. Uh, I don't think uh, Virginia can go in there on a short week and um, give them much of a game. Yeah, I mean, Louisville's sitting 11th in there. And before I go on, is our music still playing in the background that I hear? Or am I just like... Is it stuck in my head? My music? My life. Yeah, our intro well, no, music. My, uh, is it still going? <laughs> we're packing for a... Oh, our music, our, our theme yeah, music. Yeah, I'm just like, why is our theme music still going on in the okay. background? I thought you because my kid's out playing video games here. No, and, man, like, they can do whatever they like. I'm just like, I'm like <clears throat> tapping along to our music, and I'm like, wait, is that still playing? Play me my just theme hearing music. It in my head. Anywho. But yeah, I mean, they're sitting 11th in the rankings. Penn State is right above them. They have a tough game this week against Michigan. Right above Penn State's Ole Miss. They got Georgia this weekend. So there's a definite scenario here with a good performance. You know, they can hop into the top 10, almost pretty much guarantee themselves a a New Year's Six Bowl here. Um, You know, Virginia's kind of off and on, more off than on, unfortunately. Uh, you know, nothing about them scares me at this point. I, I like this play as well. Probably up to 21. Just we'll probably wouldn't want to go past a key number, but 20 and a half. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Woohoo. I feel good about it now. Duh, yeah, I, I lost <laughs> twice last week. You should not feel good about that, but I, I'm in agreement with you. All right. Speaking of Ole Miss, uh, I am taking the 11 and a half uh, with Ole Miss uh, against Georgia. You know, Georgia still... I know they had the, the Kentucky game where they dominated, but I don't think I think Kentucky is, you know, a year away from uh, for, from uh, being a force in the SEC. But Georgia has yet to to show us really a whole lot. Uh, Ole Miss, I know when you think of Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, you don't think of defense, but their defense is actually playing really well this year. Only allowing 22 points a game, 10 picks, 31 sacks. I mean, they're scoring almost 40 points a game. I just think 11 and a half is too much. I don't expect them to go in there and win. I mean, I would love it if they did, but that'd you know, be something. I trust Jackson Dart to keep it close. Your boy, Quinshot Judkins. I know you love him at running back. Trey Harris having a great year at wide receiver. They can keep up with Georgia. I'm just kind of the only thing I, I had a thought about was will Lane Kiffin do one or two stupid things like <laughs> going for it fourth and seven from his own 15 yard line? I just, you know, that's really the only thing that worries me here. Um, 11 and a half is a lot. Some books have 11, some books have 10 and a half. MGM's currently the one uh, that I found with 11 and a half. So that's where I bet it. Um, you know, 31 20 still makes us a winner here. Um, but I think Ole Miss is going to keep it closer than that. So I took the points with Ole Miss. Ooh, Ole Miss. I'm going to stay in the ACC with my second pick. And uh, Dabo Sweeney said if they were a stock, you got to buy now. So I'm going to I'm going to buy some stock in Clemson. I got them uh, given 14 against Georgia Tech at home. Uh, I think this is when they come around. I'm not sure what time. I think it's a uh, what time is the kickoff on that one? Uh, I think I it's just had it noon. I, 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 I want to say it was didn't. noon. It was one of the yeah. earlier. I write down the odds, the juice, all that other stuff. I never write down the starting time. Uh, let's see. I okay. think it's noon, but while you're. Yeah, it is. Noon. It's a noon. It is. Okay. I thought it was an early one. They're both five and four. Um, you know, Clemson's not very good against the spread. I think this is one game. I think uh, this is a time of the year where they turn it around a little bit and they get everyone thinking, you know, wait till next year, wait till next year, and everything's going to turn around. 
to end on that positive note, get the get the fans in there. Uh, it's a wild crowd. They handled Georgia Tech pretty well. They usually do. Um, I don't expect this to be any different. Uh, 14 is a uh, is a good number here. I think uh, they can go in there or stay home in this case. I don't think Georgia Tech can go in there and do anything. And uh, their their offense is better than advertised, but uh, I think uh, you know Jeremiah Trotter's out there. Some big plays from him. Maybe another pick six. Who knows? But um, I like Clemson at home. They're only giving two touchdowns to Georgia Tech. Yeah, I had no opinion on this game. Uh, part of me is still mad at Clemson. They were my national championship futures pick, and they stuck it right in my poop shoot about one week into the season. So, uh, you know, I watched a little bit of the Notre Dame game last week. They only had one drive of, of any distance. You know, they had a defensive touchdown and. A lot of short drives in there, but, you know, they still took care of business. And if they can beat Notre Dame, what was it, by like eight or something like that, uh, you would certainly yeah. think they could handle Georgia Tech here. So I'll roll with you on this one. Yeah. Well, our futures are, are been doing have been doing well. I mean, I think well, I lost the oh uh, Texas one and yeah, the Clemson, the Clemson one. I think the Texas rest of them are the fine. Only, the rest of them are still rolling, man. I mean, six out of I, eight ain't bad. I mean, <laughs> you know, if we, if we can get a few games over 500 here and get a profit just in the regular season, some of these futures plays could uh, make it a very successful uh, uh, 2023. Um, but you know we'll we'll worry about those uh, <laughs> and the recap and show. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna save what could be my best pick or worst pick, one or the other. Yeah. Saving it <laughs> for you, last. When you texted me this one, I was like, <laughs> did, did he put the wrong initials in? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, All right, I am no, going to go. Go ahead, USC. Jump. Look at you. Back-to-back picks. You're all excited about USC. I know. I'm just okay. No, go ahead. And a half. 15 and a half at Oregon. I mean, Oregon's going to win this game. They finally fired the defensive coordinator two years and eight Thank weeks God. too late. I mean, Mike, I guess they were good friends. They've been good friends for a long time. That's always a hard thing to do. I'm telling you, Lincoln Riley had to be banging his wife because there is no reason you jeopardize your own job to keep that guy around for as long as you did. Yeah. He was terrible. It's, I mean, because they got to have, there's all kinds of talent in California. That's I mean, California I mean, their defense like can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. But it can't can get it? any worse. And I know it's on the road. I mean, I figure USC is still going, probably going to score 38 to 42 points. Um, You know, so that's puts, you know, Oregon in the mid to high 50s. I don't know if they can score that much. I'm thinking the final score would be like 45, 38, something like that. Um, you know, maybe even a little bit, maybe even like, you know, 52 to 48, uh, possibly overtime. Uh, I think it's whatever the over is just like Washington, Oregon, bet the over. Yeah. Um, I don't care what it is. Even if it's like 101, I, I would still almost, yeah, I don't think they go that, high. <laughs> but, uh, well, Oregon's got a defense, but I mean, I can see just, I mean, just looking at it, you're giving Caleb Williams 15 and a half points. I, I'm not sure that's good against anybody, but, uh, yeah, and I think after last week, a lot was made because he was, you know, kind of upset a little bit. He was kind of crying a little bit with his family over there on the sideline, and that was people were trying to make a big deal about that. Uh, he obviously cares a lot. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think he's going to rebound. Well. I think he's. Uh, let's see how he plays angry, and um, I think, uh, yeah, I think another big game. I don't think the Heisman is in question anymore. I don't think he's going to get it now with. With the the losses, no, the way Penix and Knicks are playing, it is going to be one of them too. I think. Yeah. So 
I think he's one of those oh by the way games, you know. And uh, I think yeah, he's together, the, like, hey, yeah, don't I forget about me. Game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, here's uh you know 420 yards and five touches yeah. here on the way out the door for Oregon. Yeah. It'll be but, interesting uh, to see, see how the defense responds because I you know I'm wondering were they really you know. Did they really have the back of this Grinch guy? Or they're like, man, thank God that dude is gone. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's like the Raiders with McDaniels. You know, thank God he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just show something and you should be able to hang within 15 and a half. But, you know, Oregon needs the style point. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they come out. here. I don't think they get them. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if USC somehow eked out a, eked out a game here. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be that. shocked. I'll be surprised. I won't be shocked. I would be floored. No, nah, um, no. Oregon's defense is just way too good. I mean, it, it is. Uh, I think again with Williams, at some at some point, pride's got to kick in, and these guys got to band bound together, and uh, especially with the defense, and say, look, we're we're not well, up any crap anymore. <laughs> If you <laughs> well, there were 12, 13 games last year and nine this year where they still haven't uh, got their pride together yet. But uh, I I just look at it like I try not to overthink things because I'm not that smart. But I just see Caleb Williams getting 15 and a half points. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm totally yeah, down with right, that. I'll <laughs> that. You know? I mean, if you ever saw like, you know, Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes getting 15, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go. That. All right, and my last play, not the most exciting game of the week, but uh, I am I am going for an Alabama here. It's just South Alabama. Uh, they are favored by 11 over Arkansas State. I know Arkansas State currently sports the better record, uh, but again, this is where you just got to kind of take a few seconds and take a peek at the schedules here. Uh, you know, South Alabama was one of the preseason favorites to win their half of the Sun Belt. That's not going to happen. Um, but they still have uh, almost their own set of triplets there with QB Carter Bradley, uh, wide receiver Colin Lacey, and the running back LaDamian Webb. Uh, Bradley's having a decent year, over 2,100 yards. Uh, Lacey's already got 1,000 yards receiving, and Webb already has over 700 yards rushing and 14 touchdowns. So this offense is pretty decent. Um, you look at South Alabama's schedule, they've already played Troy. They've played Tulane. they played James Madison. You know, they did beat Oklahoma State, but who knows if they would now. But their schedule has been a lot tougher. Arkansas State has played Southern Miss, a two-win team, Louisiana Monroe, another two-win team, UMass, uh, Stony Brook. I mean, you know, some, Ooh, some real. Stony uh, Brook? Yeah, the Stony Brook. Ooh. Not your dad's Stony Brook like this year's the Stony Brook. Stony Brook University. And, you know, you look at, well, have they played anybody good? Well, they did play Oklahoma. They did play Memphis. And they did play Troy also. However, they went 0-3 in those games and were outscored 147-6. to I'll say that again. 147-6 to in three games. So, wow. again, some of this, yeah. I, I, I added it up twice because I'm like, wait. What? <laughs> you know, 73 of it was at Oklahoma and then 37 apiece to uh, Memphis and Troy. Uh, they got shut out by Oklahoma and then a field goal in the other two games. So, yeah, they they play anybody with talent. They get worked. Um, you know, South Alabama obviously needs this one to continue their quest for bowl eligibility. Um, I just look at this schedule here. I think their defense is coming around a little bit. Uh, Arkansas State defense is terrible. South Alabama is in, like, the top 50 in just about every defensive category in the nation. Levin might be a little much, uh, but, you know, I'll lay it. I think South Alabama is going to get the job done here. Nice. 
always bet on someone working up the trash team. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, I just look at teams that just have crap defenses and just see, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and this is still playing Stony Brook, Louisiana, Monroe, UMass and Southern Miss, and they're still putting up terrible defensive stats. So, uh, you know, Hmm. Um, by the way, my Facebook play uh, for everybody that uh, was, was in the Facebook group, Miami of Ohio has started uh laying 17 and a half i believe it went down to 17 which i was shocked because it was 18 this morning uh, and then it was down to 17 i don't know what it uh ended up at a kickoff uh but if you're with me on the facebook group we've got miami of ohio uh laying 17 and a half looks like that just got started a boom oh and kent state is beating bowling green three nothing i can't even tell I mean, you how much I, kent state that I haven't watched it's oh not, I, it might be on TV. I might have to watch that one. Just, I'm going to watch it and root against Bowling Green. I'm telling you. Yeah, man, he I got totally Matt Rule f- off the hook. I uh, totally Scott Lawler, is that like his name? Steve Scott Lawler. Cindy Lauper, whatever his name is. Yeah, until I see one of our other picks have a terrible, uh, terrible, terrible play call. Captain Jet times. Sweep. Jet Sweeps uh, and Bubble Screens. I just hate him. I'm telling you. My son's high school team don't even run the Jet Sweep. Nice. They had second and goal from the one. Guess what they did? They lined up under center and went straight ahead. Did they, <laughs> they score? Scored. They did. How about Imagine that? that. What were the odds? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They're in their Super Bowl uh, Friday against a team that's really, really good. So I have this terrible feeling that the season's coming to an end in a couple of days. But it's uh, all right. As long as they don't stay. want any jet sweeps, they can be proud. <laughs> well, they have one fast kid who can actually make a jet sweep work. But uh well, we'll have to wait and see. This was the game they played this team the first game of the season. Uh, got a 63 yard pass touchdown with like 13 seconds left, just totally blown coverage. And uh, the jet sweep kid was like just taking off 100 miles an hour down the field. So <laughs> the that's how they got the 32 30 uh, victory in week one. But, uh, you know, now we got to find out who the real kid is and give him that nickname, the jet sweep kid. Yeah, I know who his name is, but. <laughs> Uh, let's hit the RPO segment. First game up, uh, Tennessee minus one at Missouri. Oh, man. Tennessee looks like they're getting it together, but Missouri is a pretty good team. Oh, geez. Um, I would lean Missouri, but I would pass on this one. Uh, I I would run with this one. I'm, I'm leaning Tennessee. I think that they can win the game. I mean, might just bet at money line for only giving up one point. Yeah. Cover one, you're going to win. Okay. Miami at FSU. FSU's given 14 to the Hurricanes. What you doing? Uh, well, because it's your team, I'm not betting it, but uh, there's uh, some rumblings that Tyler Van Dyke may not even start this game for Miami. Uh, that may be a good thing because he's certainly regressed uh, since the beginning of the season. Um, but again, I think now with the rankings out, Florida State knows they got to they got to win and win impressively. So, I mean, Miami's got a lot of talent, but they still have a terrible coach uh, and some quarterback issues. So I would lean your your team. But, again, because it's your team, I would not bet this one I'd pass. I hate Miami. Uh, I'm just going to set the mic down. Don't I come hate- back in an hour. <laughs> I, I, I rooted for the Gators when they played Miami. I There's no team on the planet I would root for less than Miami. I mean, I hate Miami. Miami's the worst. Um, We're never going to get anywhere I, unless you really tell us how you feel. I just, <laughs> I just hope we don't make a scene at the wedding. I hope it's a blowout. I would love for FSU to just blow them out so I can just like sit back. I don't want to like 
turn over the table or anything. <laughs> if, if Don't be the guy in the Allstate commercial that like destroys the car. Yeah, yeah, I remember that from, from last time. No, I mean, yeah, it could. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. Um, so I think Miami will easily win. <laughs> easily, there you so go. easy. Cupcake, easy win. That's all that. There you <laughs> so, go. obviously, I'm going to pass on that because it's America's team, so I won't bet on America's team. Now, let's just move right along. We got Washington giving nine and a half to Utah this week. Yeah, Why this is a tough one. So difficult? Um, I mean, normally, offensively, I it's not Utah defensively. Here, but, man, I don't know. They laid an egg against Utah, uh, or against uh, Oregon, I should say. I'm Utah always comes up and like bites somebody right in the ass. So, but let's. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on this too. Nine and a half. If it was like ten, ten and a half, I would probably go with, with, um, with Utah on this one. And it's on the road. I think Utah can cover that at home. So, uh, I'm gonna pass. But I, I, I would be leaning towards Washington. So let's go on to Alabama over uh, they're giving 11 to Kentucky. How do you think on this one, Dave? Yeah. Hey, just a, did you did your volume drop? Because all of a sudden I'm having a hard time hearing you. No, I think I'm good. Oh, okay. Well, I'm having a hard time hearing you, but okay, I'll speak up. I got a sore throat, so I'm oh. I'm playing I'm playing hurt. <laughs> no, you Play went really quiet all of a sudden, but uh yeah, I, I I can't root for Alabama here, but I, I don't think Kentucky's going to give them a game. If I had to go either way, I'd lean Bama here, but I won't be happy about it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think you know Bama's going to win out, and um, whether they can cover the eleven, I mm, I can go either way on that. Kentucky's a hit or miss team, depends on which team shows up. So um, yeah, I'm going to pass on this one as well. And the final game, the big game of the week, I think College Game Day is going to be there. Um, Michigan. At Penn State, minus four and a half. I was going to use this as one of my picks, um, leaning heavily Michigan because uh, I lost all respect for Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to take Michigan here. Um, I know a lot of the off-the-field stuff could be a distraction, but uh, I just don't trust Drew Aller in this spot against legit defense. Saw what happened to him against Ohio State. Um yeah, not really overthinking this here. I mean, I, I don't like the four and a half. I prefer to lay the four, but I would take Michigan here. Do you think they got uh, Penn State to change their signs? So now when they send in new signs, he'll get them convinced, uh, confused with the old signs? And then maybe, um, you know, oh, sorry there. There we go. Uh you know, they make, you know, he's thinking they're sending in the old signs and now we get the new signs. And I thought you meant this when I meant to do that. And uh, so uh, I'm going to lean Michigan on this one at four and a half points. And Darren, I think your mic is unmuted or is muted. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over here. Having some audio issues. Technical difference. The IT guy on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is our IT guy anyway? I, I think it's supposed to be me. So. That's a sad state of affairs. But I'm gonna I'm gonna run with Michigan, and uh, and that's that. I mean, I, Penn State's trash. They got to show me something first. All right, man. Do the quick recap here. Uh, we got Clemson minus fourteen over Georgia Tech, uh, Arkansas minus two and a half over Auburn. You got Miami of Ohio tonight minus seventeen and a half over Akron. That was from the Facebook group. 
Uh, Louisville minus 20 and a half tomorrow night over Virginia. Ole Miss plus 11 and a half over Georgia. South Alabama minus 11 over Arkansas State. And USC plus 15 and a half over Oregon. Boom. It's a big plate to, uh, for this week for football. Uh, I will uh, be back. We will both be back on uh, Sunday for the wrap up. I'll be driving in a car. And. Uh, It'll be interesting. Hopefully, I'll be in a better mood with the FSU route of Miami. So, we're going to go with that. We're going to sign off and have a good week, everybody.